0: How's it going everybody? I'm Digit, and this is the Streetcast Podcast. Welcome to the show. Today we're going to be talking about two separate things mainly. We're going to be talking about No Man's Sky and chess. That's going to be our main topics. And of course, we're going to have a discussion over some video game news and maybe some broader news in general. So let's go ahead and start our first discussion on No Man's Sky. Now, if you want a full explanation of why this game is so good, At least now, and the incredible history of this game. We're going to be talking about it a little bit. But, Internet Historian, that's the channel on YouTube, Internet Historian has a really good video on this. His video is called the, and I can't pronounce this correctly, but the N. Goodning, the N. Goodning, I think, I don't know, E-N-G-O-O-D, E-N-I-N-G, of No Man's Sky, has almost 8 million views. If you're interested in this topic or in this game, check out that video. It's a long video. It's 53 minutes. But it's crazy, the story of this game. So, I want to talk about it a little bit. No Man's Sky launched in 2016 with incredible promises to the world. Procedurally generated worlds and galaxies where you can just wander up, gather resources. It's a survival-ish game. It was on the Colbert show with a showcase of how incredible the visuals were, what procedurally generated worlds look like. Incredible, right? In 2016, this game was going to be the next big thing. And then it comes out, and immediately the game goes into discount bins, and they can't get rid of him. Stores have bins of No Man's Sky for $15 or less. Everywhere. Everywhere. What happened? So the game couldn't live up to its promises and it did not go well for it. They received a lot of hate on social media. Reviews are absolute bonkers because of it. And then the game just had nothing. There was no announcements from the development team. There was no updates on the game. It made it look like the developers took the money of a $60 game and ran. But at, over time, that didn't seem to be the case. Next thing you know, updates started coming out. The first update was base building, the foundation update. Then the next thing is a Pathfinder update, vehicles, Atlas update, the next update. Then they had underwater bases update. Visions, No Man's Sky Beyond, which overhauled the campaign and a bunch of other things. Synthesis, overhauling space battles and stuff like that. Living Ship, Exomech, giving you access to mechs now. And then we had an update the other day for crossplay. Now, all of this stuff made me want to check out the game. I've I've been a big shooter player. I've talked about this before. I'm a big shooter guy. I love shooter games, but... I've wanted to explore into different topics and different genres, and I wanted the game that I could come back to and just easily grind if I wanted to and have a lot of stuff to do. So I checked out No Man's Sky, even though it is on the Xbox Game Pass now, I did buy it, full price, $60, one, because of the story I'm about to tell you and I wanted to support the development team, and two, because I don't really like subscription-based services for video games that's just me all right so now my experience is playing the game I started playing this game and I'm gonna be completely honest I didn't trust it I kept looking up YouTube videos on how to get a ton of money fast how to get nanites fast which is so there's three different currencies in the game nanites units and quicksilver and I wanted to figure out how to get all of them as fast as possible and there was things I needed that I didn't have and I was trying to figure out how to get them now for games like No Man's Sky it's hard to look up guides because as many updates as this game has had if you go to a guy from 2019 2018 it's going to be outdated maybe I looked at a lot of guides and I'd say about 50% of them were outdated you have to find a how-to within your update for a game like this because it's gone through so many overhauls to make it what it is today. And it's hard, too, because when a game launches and changes so much in its lifetime, I can think of several. Destiny 2, the original Titanfall, even No Man's Sky, bare bones, bare bones at launch. But over time, all the updates hit, people start playing it more, it gets a following, boom, bam, bop. And it's a beloved franchise, all all of them. Even No Man's Sky has a very solid player base right now. And I love this game. I talked about trusting the game. I didn't trust it. But it's been well thought out, updated, fixed. That just playing the campaign shows you how to do everything, gives you everything you need to play the game. And so when I got stuck trying to find something, I just proceeded in the campaign, and it gave it to me. For example, it is about blueprints and construction in a way. I needed microprocessors, and I wanted to figure out how to get microprocessors, and I was Googling, and I was looking at stuff, and I couldn't figure out, oh, I need this to get this, but this, and I don't know how to start it. Just play the campaign. It'll give you everything you need trust the game even though even though it's not trusted when it first came out trust it now it is updated it is better it's a great game now honestly one of the features I love about No Man's Sky is the alien dialect so right now I think there's four again I'm oh my I think there is four there's four different alien races and as you encounter them, you learn their language. So as when you in beginning of the game, you encounter an NPC, and it's this one alien creature, right? This one species. And it gives you his alien dialect. It gives you a string of words that you cannot understand or piece together at all. But after that, it tells you the alien's body language. So you can kind of figure out what mood the alien is in. Whether they're hostile towards you or not, things like that, because you can't hear, you don't understand what they're saying. You don't know what it is. But over time, as you interact with them, you begin to learn their language. You begin to understand. There's knowledge stones throughout the game where you can get different words. So right now, I can understand about 50% of the stuff the aliens say. I'm still piecing it together, I'm still getting it down. But I love that feature. It makes me feel like I'm actually changing the world around me. And developing every time I interact with someone because I learn words every time. I love that. I think that's such a cool idea. Also, the game, the grind of the game. People talk about how grindy it is. It's not grindy at all if, if you understand what you're doing and you've played video games before. So you need fuel. You need things to put you need carbon so uh, I'm going too crazy right now I'm so excited to talk about this game I'm going to back it up it's not grindy there's the basics of just fueling your equipment that you see in a lot of games but how it works is it's broken down by elements on the periodic table that you can get from the planets you visit you can get carbon ferrite dust plutonium No, not plutonium, uranium, excuse me, uranium, sodium, salt, stuff like that. But the thing about it is, it's very, very clear what things are what. Rocks are probably going to give you ferrite dust and another thing. If it is yellow and it's bright, it'll give you sodium. If it's a plant, it'll give you carbon. It's very easy to see what you need. I love looter shooters, but I hate them at the same time. I can't get into I've tried Warframe, can't get into it because I don't know what I'm going to get. It's all random drops and I hate that. But with No Man's Sky, you know what you need and you know what to look for to get it. You know exactly what you need to look for. The initial grind is getting enough of it. But a ve- trust me, I'm telling you this now, it's not a grind. Once you have some stuff, it's very very easy to get a lot of money extremely fast and then buy everything you need it's so easy y'all seriously it just takes a little bit of time and the next thing you know you're crashing solar economies within solar system because they're paying you so much for things i am not even completely done with the campaign and i have so much money it's insane and that's all from excuse me that's all from me just Understanding the resources and how to use them and grinding a little bit initially later in the game you don't need to grind at all you can carry everything you need you know exactly i love that you know exactly what you need to look for to get what you need there's no random encounters there's no kill 100 guys and hopefully they'll drop what you need out of random percentage no you know exactly what you need to find how to find it where it is and how much you need done and it's super self-explanatory too about how to upgrade your gear and go through all that. Again, trust the video game. I didn't trust it when I started playing, but the developers truly have fleshed everything out to the point that the campaign alone will teach you how to play the game, and then you can just get all the money you need afterwards. I had, I've had to force myself to stop doing what I'm doing and go back to the campaign because I didn't trust it. I'm like, no i have to figure out how to do this and i'm going to figure it out before i go back to the campaign because i want to do this and then the next mission i do it gives me what i need so i wanted a microprocessor blueprint and i went around to different facilities and bought blueprints and could not find the microprocessor and literally the next mission i did gave me a microprocessor yeah trust the campaign do the campaign it'll give you everything you need and let you figure out the entire game it's awesome next oh and the game which i hope to experience eventually but i don't have the gear to experience now has full vr support that's nuts i would 100 percent play that game in vr it looks so dope it looks dope in vr holy cow yeah the space battles are also great if y'all have ever seen those they it's one of those games that doesn't look as exciting as a destiny or a warframe but it has a lot higher stakes. And if I if you watch a stream of No Man's Sky. It doesn't seem exciting. But we're going to get to that. But the fights really are exciting. The breaking into facilities and stuff really is exciting. They they could be better. Don't get me wrong. That's where this game is lacking. And we're going to get there. But. But. that's It is an exciting game if you want to play it. Think of playing Minecraft. But easier. And what I mean by that. Is that with Minecraft, you know you need diamonds, but you have no, you know you find them in mines, but you have no idea where they are. With No Man's Sky, you know what you need, and you know exactly how to find it. There's a little little bit of chance, depending on what planets have what materials, but you can easily scan a planet from space, see what materials it has, and say, nope, next. And that's what I mean it's just super easy to get what you need in no man's sky and i love that i love it love it love it okay this latest update introduced crossplay and new biomes which is insane and another massive update that they've been teasing is coming this summer supposedly we'll see if that actually happens but i hope that this next update has a little bit of what they're missing i'd honestly say they're missing three big things again I'm saying this as a player of No Man's Sky who is loving it, enjoying it, but wish these things were a little bit better. One, they're missing better combat. They're, they have combat, and it's good, but they need to flesh it out a little bit. They need to make it more exciting. If combat was better, they would could have a lot more fun with the enemies in the game. A lot more fun. So combat needs to be a little bit better. And there needs to be more of it to interactions. So I talked a little bit about the interactions with alien species and how the more you interact with them, the more you learn their language so you don't have to read their body language, blah, blah, blah. That's great, and that's awesome. But outside of space stations, there's not a lot of interaction. I play the campaign, so I get the interaction through the campaign But when I'm roaming a city, I might come along a trade outpost with five NPCs. Or I might come along a little research facility that only has one NPC in it. And that doesn't really give me the idea of a lived-in world. It's pretty random to find a facility. Not random exactly, but it's random to find a uh, a large population within a facility. It's missing cities on planets and large interactions to make this galaxies feel lived in and fleshed out. And on that, it's also missing side missions. So I there's side missions within the campaign from what I've played, but there's not a lot of side missions that that I that are optional. So like there's a side mission within the campaign that ties into the story, but there's not a side mission of just this random dude that I've encountered that needs this thing to give me this, blah, 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 blah haven't seen any of that yet and i i just think this game would benefit a lot from having you go multiple paths at once if need be i think that'd be super cool so missing co- a lot of combat whole area of combat is missing in a way you you have a lot of weapon options however the combat is still pretty clunky i would say almost gta 5 so sentinels are your little bots that chase you around bad guys quote unquote that don't like you taking things from planets so they'll attack you and as you kill them back your bars raise like in gta you might be a threat level same thing in no man's sky you'll be a threat level and depending on what threat level you are is how many enemies show up and how strong they are and then what if if you get away from them how long they search for you blah 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 little clunky little clunky i wish combat was a little bit better cities missing those and then side missions that's the only thing this game is missing just for me playing it right now i give this game an eight out of ten and i haven't even finished it yet hopefully when i finish it it gets up there even more but i think that these are things that'll stay throughout until they start adding them in future updates and i really do think they're going to add them in future updates okay so that concludes my discussion on No Man's Sky. Really enjoying the game, loving the game. And again, if you're interested in at all in the development cycle of this game and its crazy story, look up Internet Historian's video on YouTube about No Man's Sky. Again, around 8 million views. Great video, well-researched. A little funny. He's got an interesting way of presenting information, so have that in mind. Yeah. Next... Next, I want to move on to a topic that is near and dear to my heart, and that's the game of chess, ladies and gentlemen. Chess has had a lot, of, a lot of news on the internet lately, a lot of news, believe it or not. So how it works in chess is you have ratings, and the rating of grandmasters, you are really, really good at chess. There's this grandmaster named G.M. Hikaru Nakamura. I followed him for years. I've always been a chess player. I started a chess club in high school and college. G.M. Nakamura has been someone I've always followed and enjoyed his games. And now he's a big Twitch streamer. And he's exploding on Twitch, doing great. And I love to see him succeed. Good for you. G.M. Nakamura, I'm a big fan. But that success has come with some... Criticisms. Chess is an extremely gatekeepy community, to the point that a lot of people get pushed out of the community for crazy reasons. And GM Nakamura has gone through a GM, a Grandmaster, one of the highest rating rated players, one of the best players in the entire game, has gone through some gatekeepy stuff in the past couple of months. So he started streaming on Twitch, and he's huge on there, massive. And he played a tournament recently. And the tournament organizers were putting on a stream as well. And he asked them, Am I allowed to stream this tournament? And they said yes. So he did. And he had more views than the tournament did itself. Even though he had permission specifically from them to stream, they criticized him for streaming the game, for streaming the tournament. It was a whole thing. Critical, Moist Critical, YouTube video Penguin Z0 title chess drama went over all of this and how chess is just so a bunch of old people who are like if you're not playing over the board and you're not i don't know and you're not good you're not worth instruction gm nakamura has done so much to bring chess to twitch and the internet by talking to people teaching people coaching playing just being an incredibly welcoming personality towards the game and yet, all these other people and tournament organizers are saying, no, we want views, and you have to play here. Ugh. Check out Moist Critical's video on chess drama. Again, that's channel Penguin Z Zero. 1.7 million views as of this podcast. It's a great explanation of everything that's going on. And while. I love GM Nakamura, and I wanted to touch on that. The main focus of talking about chess right now is that with chess exploding, exploding in the online platform, there's an interesting development, to say the least. So as a baseline, there is three different categories. Not four. There's four different categories of chess. There's classical, chess, which is incredibly long periods of time. When you think of chess tournaments, they're classical. They take hours and days, and tournaments take weeks. That's classical chess. But then you have the lesser time frame chess game. So there's Rapid, Blitz, and Bullet. If you don't know how a a timed chess game works, is that each player is given a certain amount of time. So for example, if it's a game 30... Each player gets 30 minutes to play all their moves and whoever gets checkmated first or whose time runs out first loses. All right, so a 30-minute game, game 30, would be 30 minutes for each player. Cool. A rap, So again, rapid, blitz, and bullet. So rapid is any game greater than 10 minutes but less than 60 minutes. Blitz is any game less than 10 minutes greater than three and then bullet is any game that is less than three minutes all right i play a lot of bullet i would honestly say that most online chess is between bullet and blitz just because people when you're online you want to do something quicker right you don't want to have to sit there for an hour game out or like 60 game and again what that means is each player has 60 minutes so that would be a 2 hour game if fully played out. No, you're not going to sit there and do that. Most player play most players play blitz or bullet chess that I've seen online, maybe a 15 minute game here and there, maybe. The reason I bring this up is that the US Chess Federation who is the competitive body in the United States for chess ratings. They don't have an online way for you to get a competitive rating I've competed in tournaments but they only recognize tournaments that are over the board meaning in person in a location that you have to drive to stay at whatever it sucks it's 2020 you're you have many many online platforms that you could host tournaments if you go to chess.com or my personal favorite Lee Chess they have tournaments all the time and you have ratings on the site it's awesome ah but the competitive body won't recognize any site as viable or viable as uh, I forget what the word is, just recognized, I guess. To have online rated play, it's crazy. I, I hate it. Because you play over the board, especially right now, why would you do that? You have COVID going around. Online chess is exploding, open up a site, partner with a group, somebody, so that you can do chess online. Well, I just got an email the other day. That said, from the U.S. Chess Federation, with demand for online play increasing, the U.S. Chess Executive Board, so fancy, in conjunction with the ratings committee, authorized the creation of regular rating system for online play. So I'm reading this, and I'm going, yes, finally, online play for chess and an actual competitive rating that is recognized nationally. Yes. But then I read the next sentence. The new rating system will be for online rating games of 30 minutes or more. <sighs> <sighs> Seriously. It's like instead of giving a dog a bone, you cut it in half. Even not even in half. Cut it in a quarter and threw it to him. Just recognize, just recognize everything. It's so stupid that you're not. And the U.S. Chess Federation and FIDE, which I forget what it stands for, but it's the International Chess Federation, has had a lot of controversy in regards to just crazy rules, regulations, and stupid stuff like this. So this is just the most disappointing that I've interacted with in the while. I love chess. I just hate how it's not developing for modern day, and how it is developing for modern day isn't the official way you can play, quote-unquote official. Shout-out to GM Nakamura. I really like him. I really like his streams and his play, his play style. If he ever hears this, shout-out to you, man. Really appreciate it. Keep being as welcoming and kind as you are because the chess community really does need it especially with organizations like U.S. Chess Federation not adopting online play when it is super easy to tell if someone is cheating online. Seriously. Uh. All right, folks. Well, that wraps up my discussion on how awesome No Man's Sky has been to play so far and how disappointed I am in the U.S. Chess Federation and also how chess is in a weird spot right now in the international community or in the united states at least but especially on twitch let's go into some news a little bit of news here hundred thieves my personal favorite gaming organization hiko has joined hundred thieves i think i talked about this in the last podcast maybe but if not huge shout out to those guys really a big fan of hiko hundred thieves in general nate shot love those guys don't know them or anything i'm just a big fan of their organization and Nate Shot's story and successes. Watched him a lot growing up. So I'm very excited to see Hiko. He will be the coach of 100 Thieves of Valorant team. Super excited to see them compete. I know that's good. I think Team Brax. The first Valorant tournament was a Twitch Rivals tournament on launch date. And the finals was Team Brax versus Team Myth. And I think Team Brax wiped the floor with Team Myth. I really want to see that happen with 100 Thieves wiping the floor with everybody else. So good luck to Hiko and 100 Thieves. Next up, NBA is going to Disney World. That should begin next month sometime in July. 22 teams going to play. Sports is coming back, ladies and gentlemen. The UFC has had some fight nights recently. Me and the family have been watching the UFC fights it's so cool to not have a crowd there now my dad and my brother they will love to have the crowd they miss the crowd at UFC fights and the crowds at UFC fights are always kind of nuts anyway especially when a knockout happens but personally I don't like the crowd because I love hearing faces get absolutely warped you can hear them hit each other it's crazy that's not something you heard either when when the crowd is there because everybody's screaming and yelling. But when there's no crowd, you can hear the make contact with foreheads. It's crazy. I personally also like how the fighters are a little more aware. When there's no crowd, they're listening to their coaches. They're a little more focused. They can actually hear their coaches when they're in the ring. I really dig that. I think that's super cool oh man (laughs) UFC UFC John Oliver did a a show where he talked about Fight Island and how they should have named it UFC as in SEA and (laughs) they went out and actually changed the name to UFC but I guess they don't like John Oliver because they didn't have many nice things to say about him I just thought that was a funny story but yeah, sports are coming back. I hope the coronavirus doesn't come back though. <laughs> we'll see about that one, folks. We'll see about that one. Well, I think that's most everything I wanted to discuss today. I'm probably going to be streaming here in the next couple of weeks too, just because I haven't I've been home for a little bit with the folks and I haven't had all my gear set up, so Next week, I get my own place for the first time. Which is going to be, not for the first time, I've moved out before, but this is the first time I got a really good job and moving out. So I'm going to be able to stream and get all that done. It's going to be awesome. If you're interested in watching my streams, I stream at twitch.tv and it's I'm underscore digit. But I guess that's the... This is the show, ladies and gentlemen. I really appreciate y'all checking it out. I do this for fun, and I hope you had fun listening. I'm Digit, and this is the Streetcast Podcast. Y'all have a great day. Have a great week. Bye-bye.